This is a National Arts Center podcast. Find more great NAC podcasts on the performing arts at nacpodcast.ca or search on National Arts Center on iTunes and subscribe for free. Welcome to a supplemental edition of the NACOcast. In this episode, guest host Douglas Sturdivant, manager of artistic training and outreach at the National Arts Centre Orchestra, presents a recital by four apprentices in the NAC Orchestra's Institute for Orchestral Studies. Enjoy the program. Bonsoir and good evening. This is um, quite unexpected. Last night we had 40, 45 people. So uh, thank you all very much. It's nice to have a a large audience. I know my friends here share that sentiment. So uh, thanks for coming. My name is Douglas Sturdivant. I'm the um, manager of artist training for the uh, National Arts Center Orchestra. And uh, four of these musicians you see in front of you are members of this year's Institute for Orchestral Studies and with a special guest who is an alumni of the program, who's been playing with the orchestra regularly now. And um, I'll introduce them a little bit later, and I'll tell you a little bit more about, about the Institute. But first, they'd like to, uh, to open this, uh, this pre-concert talk with some music. And they're going to play the first movement of the Mozart Divertimento in D major, and it's a work that they took with them to China. They were with the orchestra on the tour. And they did uh, some education events, played in uh, one of the schools in Hong Kong, did some pop-up concerts, and um, had a great time. So this is Mozart, the Divertimento in D major. Thank you. 
Thank you. So the Institute for Orchestral Studies, um, it was a dream of Pinkus Zuckerman's to create an institute like this, and it's, it's modeled after the academies in Europe. It's an apprentice, uh, apprenticeship-based program, um, most commonly found in, uh, in Germany. Um, in Europe, there is more of a tradition of apprenticeship, and um, the uh, Berlin Philharmonic has a very famous academy. The Staatskapelle has an academy in Munich and some of the other orchestras. And the idea is to take young musicians and give them uh, real hands-on experience in the real world of orchestral playing and what that entails. And it's something that's not done here in North America. Traditionally, you go to school and then after four years, you'll get a master's degree and try to refine your skills, go to the best teacher, and you graduate and then you, you're holding your diploma and you think, oh my gosh, now what? Have I really learned anything? Am I prepared to audition? Am I ready for an orchestral position? And quite often the answer is no. So um, that's what this program's all about. As far as we know, it's the only program like it in North America where young musicians become apprentice members of the orchestra and play main series concerts. In other orchestras, they might play a children's concert or just do a side-by-side -side in some rehearsals or things. But these, these musicians are bona fide members of the orchestra as apprentices in all the main series concerts, aren't expected to maintain their skills, know the music, be prepared, show up at rehearsals on time, and everything else, and turn pages on time, too. <laughs> and they're mentored by a member uh, of the orchestra. Each one is on a different stand. So um, it's a terrific program. And like I said, it was founded in uh, 2007. If, sometimes when you look at the, uh, the program, you'll see their names, the list of musicians in the orchestra. And there's, it's not an asterisk. I don't know what it is. My mother would know what it is. But there's a designation. So now you basically know what the, uh, the institute is all about. They, they audition. And the musicians that are fortunate enough to be invited have all their expenses paid, courtesy of the uh, National Arts Center, uh, the Youth and Education Trust. So donors like you and other patrons have contributed to these fine young musicians getting this kind of an education, which is really quite unique. So I'm talking too much. I'd like to introduce our young musicians here. I'm going to start on the double bass. It's Nathan Martin. Nathan is from Boston, and he uh, has recently graduated with a master's degree from the prestigious New England Academy. Ancello, Joe Fang, uh, you were 
at McGill, correct? Yeah, she graduated from McGill. She has some interesting stories to tell about that on viola. It's Kaylee Miller. Kaylee um, uh, graduated from the New England Academy, or New England School of Music as well. She's from Pasadena, California. And uh, second violin is uh, Sunny Shi. Sunny is from China, but she's been in school in the University of Southern California and is now studying after the institute is over in Vancouver. And um, our guest is uh, Emily Westall. Emily is um, an alumni of the program. She was in the program in 2008, and uh, she's been doing a variety of things. She has a doctorate from McGill, and she spent a year at the Manhattan School of Music studying with Maestro Zuckerman. So she has a little bit uh, different story to tell us. And um, um, I have a couple of questions. We're, the, the theme of this, this talk is in their own words, so I'm going to pass it over to them, and we're going to start with a few questions. Um, and we'll start with, uh, with Nate. And um, what I think we all would, would like to know is what prepared you for an orchestral career or for this experience when you were in school, and what didn't prepare you? Um, well, uh, I was thinking about this and I was I said last night and it sort of surprised me when I said it but actually the the main way in which I was prepared for for this experience was also the way in which I wasn't prepared <laughs> um, I didn't I'm not a very good page turner that is one thing that I've learned so far here is that I need to work on my page turning skills but also uh, throughout my education um, at Boston University and New England Conservatory uh, I was I took part in orchestral repertoire classes, um, and in those classes we would we would take a symphony and we would we would go through it and we would talk about all the different challenges of how to perform it, you know, um, and most of the time for a teacher or uh, as a as a solo, um, and that you perform so that you can receive uh, critique from uh, and and hopefully get better, um, but. In that way, I was trained to think about performing orchestral repertoire, you know, here and um, with my fingers and hands and everything. And, and it has nothing <laughs> has nothing to do with that um, when you're on stage. Uh, and this is something that I am constantly awed by all of my uh, mentors is that so much of their energy is away from the page and away from themselves and they're really listening incredibly intently and with amazing focus um, and uh, I'm not as experienced in it and it's really it's really tiring um, and so <laughs> um, and being you know you have to have everything here on the base figured out and everything has to be ready and then you look up and you stop paying attention to yourself and what's going on, well, you can't stop paying attention. You have to make sure you're playing in tune. But it's, it's, there's so much to, to uh, not to worry about, but to experience in an orchestra like this. It's really, it's really special. Good, good, thank you. Um, Kaylee, Kaylee is a, an interesting musician. She has skills outside of the viola. She's a certified yoga instructor. And uh, uh, she's been all over the world. Um, She's been in North Africa and most recently Europe, and she's had quite a bit of experience. Um, so what I'd like to know is, 
What have you learned here that's different? Um, I did mention this a little bit yesterday as a side thing. This is the nicest orchestra I've ever played in, and that uh, in terms of the fact that everybody is really welcoming of everyone, whether they're an extra or a day-to-day -day person. So I think that would be nice if everyone did that. Um, <laughs> what I've learned is that there's really a place for everyone in classical music. It sometimes takes you a little bit longer to get where you want to be, but that there is a place for you if you sort of persist and uh, keep working hard and keep seeking feedback and uh, criticism and keep working at it, so. Thank you. Um, they've prepared a couple other pieces to play for you. Um, the next one is an extract from um, a string quartet, which was rewritten for a uh, quintet with the added bass by a Canadian composer named Vivian Fang. Um, and she is um, a composer who lives and works in the United States, but writes quite a bit of music for um, Canadian ensembles. Her most recent composition was, um, oh sorry, Vivian Fung, I'm sorry. Uh, she wrote a, a third string quartet for the um, Banff International String Quartet Competition, which was held this past summer. And uh, the piece that they're going to play for you now is called Pizzicato, and it's uh, something that she re reworked from her first string quartet. And uh, from all reports, it was quite popular when they took this to China, and the audiences enjoyed it very much, and I hope you do as well.
Thank you. That's quite inventive, isn't it? I always enjoy hearing them play that. Um, I have a question for Sunny. Sunny is from China. She's spent quite a bit of time in North America now. But for her, um, returning to China as a member of this orchestra must have had some special significance. And so, if you wouldn't mind telling us about that. My feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, the first thing for me, um, I'm very proud of, uh, I'm a Chinese, and I can play with the, the best orchestra in Canada. And uh, we went to China, and we have a great time in China tour. Uh, because a lot of musicians, this is the first time to go to China, but they can meet Chinese people and eat some Chinese food. I think they all have a great time. And maybe if um, they have the um, one more time, they, they will uh, happy to play in the China. And also this is a great thing for uh, Chinese people and Chinese child, because in this tour, we also have the mass class uh, for the Chinese uh, young musicians uh, from Mr. Zuckman and the other um, musicians. And now a lot of Chinese people uh, learn classical music and they really love it. And now you can see more and more Asian, Asian face like me and play music in the outside of China. And they really appreciate to have the, like the, uh, this kind of the education and the performance they can hear in China is really awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, from the reports that the musicians brought back, the, they played to overflow audiences and were, uh, in some cases, they were cheered. And uh, yeah, classical music is, is exploded in China. And um, I think they were, they were really surprised at the reaction that they got there and, uh, and quite proud. Oh, and now, Zhu has a special story to tell. She was born in China, raised in Montreal, so being on this tour is uh, a bit of a homecoming for her. She still has family in China, so would you tell us about that? Yes, sure. Um, well, I guess my story would start with uh, my grandpa, who has, um, well, we're saying how um, music, classical music uh, were blown, or blew, blow, um, sorry, <laughs> were growing uh, in China. Uh, my grandpa uh, in the 50s, um, he was a very curious man and uh, pioneered in um, the discovery of <laughs> the cello. Um, yeah, he started taking lessons with um, uh, uh, a great cellist from uh, last century, um, Mr. Walter Joachim, who later on came to Montreal and uh, taught a whole generation of uh, cellists there, including my my mentor and teacher, Gareth Zero, who plays um, in the orchestra here. Um, then later on, my grandpa became a professional, and um, so did my mom and her brother, and, <laughs> and they were all teaching at the conservatoire um, in Shanghai. Um, but then things happened, so my, my parents immigrated uh, in Canada and gave me the opportunity to continue the family tradition. Um, so I'm very happy to, to be here today and uh, this whole China tour has been very symbolic <laughs> for, for my family and um, uh, in Shanghai, 30 of them came to the concert and they were all quite impressed by, um, by the whole uh, 
well, with Mr. Zuckerman, of course, that we all listened to back in China. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it's all been very wonderful mm. and a great opportunity for, for me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and in the ensemble today, we have a special guest. As I said, it's Emily Westall. Um, Emily was in the Institute in 2008, and so she has an interesting perspective on the on what the Institute did for her and what her experiences professionally have been since then. So, Emily, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about that. Well, I've been very fortunate that since I did the IOS in 2008 that I've been able to substitute regularly with the orchestra. And um, I got a little bit different experience than the other substitutes because um, the IOS let me work one-on-one -on -one with the mentors in the section. And I sort of learned um, the things, the special things that this orchestra does over different ones. For example, um, fingerings are very specific here. And if I just jumped in as a substitute, it would be really hard to figure out exactly what to do. And so I was taught and I understand why they play a certain way. And it was nice to get to work and get to know the players um, much more than had I just been substituting. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Each orchestra, because of the makeup of the musicians and also, especially with us, the, the conductor being a great violinist, there's a, a certain way of, of playing. There's a certain style of bowing parts. And so um, people have to, uh, uh, coming into the orchestra for the first time, have to be really awake as to uh, that specific style. And of course, if you've been in a in a program like this, this certainly helps. You learn to be quick no matter where you are and to anticipate. I think anticipation is probably one of the biggest skills that you have to learn here. And uh, like what Nate was talking about, the orchestra being so cohesive and people listening and feeling and it's, it is one organism, you know. Um, Emily has an, another interesting story to tell. She is um, going to be the guest artist in one of the pre-concerts in February, February 12 and 13, I believe. She's doing a pre-concert music. And she, I hope, will tell you a little bit about the instrument that she's holding, because it's quite special. Um, I have an instrument on loan to me from the Canada Council for the Arts. Um, they have a musical instrument bank um, that contains 18 stringed instruments. And um, every three years, they have a competition and then loan them out um, to Canadian players. So I'm playing the 1717 Windsor Weinstein Stradivarius. Um, and I've had it for a year. I get two more years with it. Um, so I hope you come in February and you can hear this wonderful instrument. Do you want to hold it up a bit so everybody can see? It's quite a special instrument. Can you see in the back? Why don't you stand up? That's beautiful, isn't it? It's really nice to have that sound in the orchestra as well, so uh, we're pleased about that. Uh, one thing I, I'd like to mention, I, I mentioned this last night, is that the, um, the apprentices have had the experience of working quite a bit in, in every year with uh, Maestro Zuckerman, but also many guest conductors, um, and I wrote some of them down. Zubin Mehta, they've played for him. Alexander Shelley, who is the music director designate of the National Arts Center Orchestra. Leonard Slatkin, music director of the Detroit Symphony. Julian Querty, Anton's son, uh, and Thomas uh, Sundergaard, who is conducting the orchestra tonight. And as far as uh, concerto repertoire, they've, they've been on stage with uh, Itzhak Perlman, uh, Rado Lupu, Long Long, John Kimura Parker, Sarah Chang, Jonathan Biss, to name a few. So they really are exposed to the best of the best, we feel. And uh, we're, we're really proud of the program. And um, um, 
They're going to finish the program. I have to keep an eye on the time because they still have to work tonight, as you can tell by the way they're dressed. Um, but I will open the floor up to questions. Some of you may have uh, things that, that we haven't said that you're interested in. And also, uh, Zoo speaks fa uh, French. If you want to ask a question in French, she would be most happy to, uh, to answer. So it's, it's over to you, your turn. No? Okay. Yes. What did you do your PhD in? Uh, the, sorry, just in case you can't hear, she asked, what did Emily do her PhD in? It's in violin performance, um, and I specialized in music of the second Viennese school, um, Schoenberg, Berg, and Webern. What um, Of the second Viennese school? Um, 1910 to 1950, about. I have a question which I'm going to spring on them because they weren't prepared for this one. Um, in this morning's uh, newspaper, the, the music critic of the Ottawa Citizen mentioned the empty seats that were in the house last night. And he seemed surprised, especially for an old Beethoven concert, which is why we're glad so many people are here now to, to hear these young musicians. You are young musicians. We are hopefully preparing you for the future. Are you worried? I would say yes in many ways. I'm American. You've seen what's happened in Minnesota in New York City Opera. We have a lot of orchestras in the US that are just slipping down the tunnel of doom. Um, so I think it changes the role of a musician, whether or not you are orchestral, because you are no longer just a performer, but I think you have to be an advocate and encourage other people to get involved, whether that means educating children or bringing your music, whether it's classical, world, jazz, whatever, to schools, to public places, getting more people aware of it. And I think it is, classical music will survive, but I think we have a, a larger responsibility now more than ever, whether we're young or old, if we're in music or any art form, so. I think that's a sentiment that's, uh, that's prevalent amongst the younger musicians. They're certainly going into this with their eyes open. I, I should add that um, our apprentices went to the Orchidstra program, which is the, the Sistema-based program um, that's uh, 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 organized by the Leading Note Foundation. And they worked with, uh, with some of the young musicians there, and they split up into groups. It was the Chamber Music Day, and I think... Uh, I think our apprentices had as much fun as, as the kids did, and they certainly sounded good. I know they appreciated it, and we, we hope we can do a little bit more of that. So uh, we'd better close. I better get them down, down backstage. But they're going to uh, finish this with the last movement of the uh, Mozart Divertimento. And thanks for coming.
This has been a National Arts Centre podcast produced in Ottawa by NAC New Media. Send us your comments and questions. Email us at nacpodcasts at gmail.com. Visit the podcast section of the iTunes store where you can rate and comment on this podcast. We love to hear from you. Remember, you can find more great NEC podcasts at necpodcast.ca or search on National Arts Centre on iTunes and subscribe for free. Until next time, goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre.